everyone. Welcome to Baby Making Purgatory. I'm your host, Chelsea Simpson, and you've arrived at the podcast that was built entirely for making a community out of this weird subset of people who take a break in their journey to try to conceive and are stuck in this middle ground. It can be a really isolating place to be because nobody really talks about taking breaks when you're trying to expand your family. It feels like the world kind of sees this in black and white, where you are either content with your family structure or you're actively working to build that family structure. But there's more to it than that. And if you're someone who fits into this category like I do, you know that. You realize that it's a lot more complicated. So hopefully, if this is the first time you're joining us, you can find some comfort in knowing that there are other people out there who are in this situation with you. And if you're someone who is coming back and returning to listen to more episodes, I'm so glad that you're getting something out of this and it's some kind of resource for you during your day. You know, before we start in today, how are you doing? Like, really, how, how are you doing today? I feel like we don't check in on each other enough as just a whole. So how are you? I honestly, I don't remember the last time that someone asked me that and it wasn't in a text message. Almost just a nicety, which is nice, but I don't remember the last time that someone verbally checked in on me. So I guess I just want to do that right now. I, I want to check in. How are you? If this is something that like you want to engage with me in, please um, you know, DM me or email me or whatever. I'd love to talk to you if you have something you want to say. If you don't have anything you want to say and you just want to reflect on it, that's great too. You know, Just take the time and think about how you're doing. Are you having a good day? Are you struggling with something at the moment do you need resources with for something is there any way i can help you (laughs) let me know if there is really i think maybe that struck my mind of checking in with everyone because today's topic is kind of deep and very personal it's definitely one of those things that nobody talks about (laughs) I would be hard-pressed to find someone out there who has talked about this subject with their peers or with their family members, like their mom, because it's so intimate. So we're going to talk about it. In this episode, we're going to talk about when you and your partner don't agree. And that spans on not everything in life, but everything that has to do with this stage of your life where family building and family planning is involved. And before we get started on this topic, I want to shut down a stereotype. When it comes to having a baby, it's not always the man who's pushing back and the woman who's pushing forward and who's nagging about wanting a baby and the man is the one saying no. That's, we're not going to 
we're not going to do that today. First of all, your family dynamic might not include two sexes. And further, anyone, regardless of how they identify, are worthy of having emotions and feelings regarding to building a family in any direction that that leads them. So please, as we go through these reasons why you and your partner might not be agreeing on how to build a family, anyone could be experiencing these feelings. Even if you think that the majority of people who are experiencing the feeling that you feel right now might align with your gender, you have a bigger support group than you even think. All of that being said, let's dive in and talk about when you and your partner don't agree on how to build a family. A lot of us who have shown up for this show are here because we're taking a break from our journey to try to conceive. And as we touched on in our very first episode where we discussed reasons why you might take a break, this is definitely one of them if you and your partner are not aligning currently on your family goals. This could be a result of so many different reasons that you're taking a break. It could be because you are going through emotional distress from all of the stress that surrounds trying to conceive or your partner is going through emotional distress and that's a motivating factor for taking a break. It could be that one partner felt a little bit heavier in this process than the other one and that's creating a little bit of a disconnect right now. It could be that there is miscommunication or not enough communication on how to best use your time and efforts in trying to conceive where one person might be a little more knowledgeable on the ins and outs of fertility and the other person is just kind of taking the other one's lead. And then that just might lead to some misunderstandings. It could be that one person in the relationship is going through a big change, whether that's like with work or a health concern. And right now that person's motivations have shifted and changed to whatever is taking precedence at the moment. If you are the partner who has initiated the break, it's important that you're taking in consideration how this is affecting your partner. Try to have discussions when emotions aren't so high and keep those conversations regular so that things don't build up and create an explosion of emotions. And if you're not the one who initiated the break and your motivation to continue trying is high right now and you're struggling with that piece of purgatory, I encourage you to not only continue to have the open line of communication with your partner, but I also think this is a great time for you to reach out to a third party for support. This doesn't mean that you're just going off and complaining about your situation and how you can't really control that right now. But it's entrusting someone that you love or care about with this sensitive topic or talking to someone who's had the same experience as you have or even reaching out to a professional who can help you during this time and letting them help you to process all the emotions that come along with this. When it comes to expanding your family and trying to conceive, partners also tend to have arguments and disagreements on how to conceive. 
this could leave you at a stalemate and get you into purgatory here where you're waiting. And there's a myriad of reasons why you might disagree on how to try to have a baby. A basic sense of understanding and education on how fertility works, how ovulation works, and how conceiving works is a great baseline for both partners to have in this experience. If both partners don't understand how it works, it's going to lead to unnecessary fights and disagreements. If one person knows that ovulation is coming up and that it's time to start trying if you're doing time sex, then the other person needs to know that too. If they don't understand what an ovulation window is or understand the science behind conceiving, they might not understand how important it is to be available those days. And then that can make tensions rise because one person thinks, okay, here's our chance, here's our shot. And the other person doesn't realize that that timing is as important as it is. Unfortunately, ovulation doesn't wait for your work trip to be over or your vacation to end or whatever's going on in your life where one partner might not be available physically during that time. So it is important that everybody's on board and everyone has a basic understanding of what the plan is. If you're not just doing it the old-fashioned way with timed intercourse and you're considering moving on to something else or trying to add something else into the mix to increase your odds, this is also an area that might have some headbutting going on if one person wants to try acupuncture and the other person is against acupuncture or doesn't believe in the validity of it or doesn't want to incur the financial costs of acupuncture that can be a strain if someone is considering going into a fertility clinic environment that can also be a huge strain one fertility clinics are not cheap and often not covered by insurance Two, there are cultural beliefs that need to be taken into account by all parties involved. For instance, if you have one partner who is Catholic, you might run into some issues when you start discussing ART. And that's definitely something that needs to be discussed and approached with sensitivity. You might also find yourself here in purgatory because you were on the clinical track and now you're taking a break because you and your partner aren't agreeing on continuing treatment or coming up with a new clinical treatment plan now. Maybe you've done a few rounds of IUI and now there is some stalemate between you and your partner on how to continue from here. Maybe partner number one thinks, let's continue IUI, and partner number two thinks, let's stop IUI, it's not working. Let's move on to another thing like IVF. There are a lot of strong feelings that come along with each clinical option and there are pros and cons to each of them. Discussing and weighing those pros and cons is something that's inevitable if you're going down that route with a partner. And so it's really no surprise if sometimes you guys end up on different pages. Again, the financial aspect of clinical treatments can be a reason why you take a break and a reason that you and your partner might not be agreeing on things right now. If one person feels like the investment 
for another round of IVF is warranted and another partner doesn't, that's a huge shock to the system. Ultimately, no one can make that decision for you. It's something that you guys have to work out together. But there are resources for you to get the most information you can and make the best decision for your family. Consulting with your fertility specialist, your doctor, whoever you're working with on what your options are and the benefits and risks that come along with them, as well as any alternative methods that might fit for you and your situation. Talking about what is going on in your gut. How do you feel about this? How does your partner feel about this? What's your intuition saying? And then also talking with anyone involved, any of the professionals involved, of what happens if you take a break from it for a little while and how does that affect your journey going forward. If you're here in purgatory, I hope that you've had this conversation with your provider on what happens when you take a break and how does that affect your journey. But if you haven't, it's never too late to call them up and have that discussion. If you and your partner are still having disagreements on this and can't come to a common ground and figure out what the next step is together, it could be beneficial to reach out to a couples counselor so that they can help you mediate those conversations and help you find the right outcome. I want to also take a step beyond our typical IUI and IVF that people talk about in fertility treatments because fertility is a lot more than that and they don't get talked about enough. Yeah, we're not talking about it enough, but we're also not talking about how that affects partners disproportionately at times. Particularly if you are aiming to create a family and you are utilizing either donor sperm or an egg donor or a surrogate. These things are huge, tough decisions that require a lot of research. And that makes it very stressful for everyone involved. People can interpret things differently. If you are utilizing a donor in any way, you are evaluating that donor. Both individually in your mind, but as a couple together, you are evaluating that donor to try to choose the best fit for your family unit. And what happens when you and your partner don't agree on who that donor should be? Whether they're genetically donating or they are being a surrogate for you. Choosing the best person for that can be a really tough job. And your expectations might be different from your partner's expectations of who that person should be. Unfortunately, sometimes when people are trying to conceive and they've been through it for so long and still haven't held their baby in their arms, their motivation decreases. And sometimes people find themselves with a partner or maybe they are the partner in the relationship who doesn't want to continue at all. Whether it's giving up or just a newfound feeling of being content with how your family is now, sometimes one person might get there. And that is an unimaginably tough situation to be in when one person wants that baby and one person doesn't anymore. This is a very pivotal moment in a relationship 
And it's so important that you treat it seriously and sensitively and that you don't ignore your own needs. Whether you are that person who wants to continue trying to have a baby or you are that person who wants to stop, your feelings are valid, they should be heard, and you deserve to find clarity in this. Being in purgatory is really just kind of a shit show in general of how to handle your emotions, how to handle day-to-day life when you don't know what's coming next. But it's extremely difficult to go through this time when you and your partner might not be feeling the same way. We already talk about how isolating this experience is. And then when you're in this situation, it can be even more isolating because it is difficult to connect with your partner on this. That person who's usually your safe space might be someone that you feel like you're walking on eggshells around right now. There are three big things that you guys can be doing to try to make it through this purgatory, get on the other side, and get back on track with whatever that means for your family. One, create an open line of communication within the relationship. Two, make sure everyone involved has a basic education of what's going on and how it affects the journey. And three, reach out for support, whether that means on an individual level to sort out your own emotions, or if it's something that you do together so that you can mediate conversations and come to a conclusion together and figure out what works best for you and your family. Thanks again, everyone, for joining in this week. I know it was a really heavy topic to talk about, but I'm really glad that you listened and I hope that you got something out of it. If it left you with more questions or if you just want to talk, you're always welcome to DM me, email me, or hit me up on my website. Those are, as always, in the show notes. I promise every week won't be this heavy, but sometimes you have to have the hard talks. I hope you all have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you soon.